Howdy friend. Welcome to Homegrown. I'm your host R.P. Smith. I'm just trying to get back in the routine here on the ranch after being gone quite a little the past few weeks, attending the cowboy poetry gatherings in Durango, Colorado and Valentine, Nebraska. I have one more gathering this fall out in Heber City, Utah in early November. I realize I'd better have the ranch pretty well winterized before I head out to that one because it is November in Nebraska. Earlier this week I was working on filling in some waterline trenches as part of the winterization process. We did not put any new lines in this year, but getting the old lines completely healed over is an ongoing process, and nothing is much more dangerous to a man on a horse than a partially filled trench. I had put the single shank chisel on the Ferguson tractor and was opening up anywhere I was finding a hole in the sod, and then I will haul in more dirt and go back over it with the blade. The trenches that are not completely filled in make a great subway line for furry prairie creatures. I was running into quite a few rabbits and ground squirrels that did not share my opinion that I was improving the ranch. I was making a couple more passes on the last line when a rattlesnake surfaced. I can see both sides of the rattlesnake discussion. I know that they are very good at pocket gopher control, but I have also had horses, dogs, and nearly kids get bitten so I tend to dispose of any that I find within a mile of the home place. And since this is not that big a ranch, that means about everyone I see. The snake had gone out onto the sod and then came back into the trench behind my tractor. He made the poor decision to stop under my chisel. I set it down on top of him, but I had pretty much pinned him in the middle. This left quite a bit of angry snake with more range of motion than I really cared for. I had emptied the toolbox out on him and in the soft ground was not getting much done. I found a forked weed and tried to pin his head down with that. My weed was approximately 18 inches and apparently the snake had 18 and 1 16th inches of mobility because he caught me on the end of the thumb, just enough to draw blood. I finished him off and headed back home to get some over the phone consultation from local medical personnel. I worked myself up through the hierarchy at the helpline at the hospital. Apparently the medical staff leave snake bite analysis to the doctors. Since I was not in any pain, had no racing heartbeat and my thumb had not turned black, I was told I could stay home but to watch for racing heart, disorientation or nausea. My heart was soon racing but it had more to do with trying to convince the runaway sheep flock that home was east and not west. Apparently they were concerned about rattlesnakes or they had already been bitten and that's why they were disoriented. Fortunately, Hannah and Caleb had decided to take advantage of a nice fall evening and had saddled their horses for a quick ride before it got dark. They had somehow heard my discussion with the sheep from half a mile away and came to my rescue. Since I was able to get up and put this program together this morning, I'm assuming that the snake did not get a big enough piece of my thumb to do any damage. I will be looking a little more diligently for my work belt that I somehow misplaced a few weeks back so that I have a better weapon in the future. I appreciate the next generation coming out to help me and I also appreciate the next generation of cowboy poets coming on. Last week I had the pleasure of meeting an 11 year old musician and poet from up around Rapid City, South Dakota. He had come to Old West Days with his mom and his grandpa. 
I'm sure glad that Quirt Rice and his grandpa Don Hilmer made the trip. On the way home, they apparently could not shake off the effects of two days of cowboy poetry, and they co-wrote one that I'd like to share with you this morning. They have titled it, The Way It Stands. I know I've got a lot to learn, or else I'll be a fool, but my idea of learning is not to be in school. I'd like to take my classes by sitting on a horse, just counting cows and fence posts would be good math, of course. I'd like to tell the time of day by looking at the sun. To study my geography, I'd watch the rivers run. I'd learn what time of year it is by looking at the grass. I'd know that it was springtime as I watched the showers pass. I'd learn the laws of gravity from bucking off of horses and learn the pain of getting throwed by feeling nature's forces. To keep my writing practiced up while jogging toward the barn, I'd jot myself a line or two about some poem or yarn. I'd learn to read from history books of prehistoric times and study cowboy poetry and how to make up rhymes. So that's the way my school would be if I did make the plans. But since I don't, I guess I won't, and that's the way it stands. Thank you, Quirt and Don, for passing that poem along. And thanks to you homegrown listeners for riding along this morning, hoping that the Lord blesses you real good today and that our happy trails cross soon. I'm R.P. Smith. <laughs>